0: Hello everyone, you are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Rail. I'm Jordan Hall and as always I am joined by the wonderful Taryn Hatcher. Taryn and myself were in Voorhees on Thursday as Rookie Camp got underway and the big club was also on the ice before Rookie Camp. They had almost a full workout, um, full group at this workout. Uh, Aside from Martin Jones who's going to be in coming into town very very soon so it felt like hockey season Taryn it was great to see the big club on the ice it was great to see the rookies on the ice um we're getting closer and closer to main training camp and really closer and closer to October 15th the season opener uh what was your biggest takeaway Taryn from Thursday at Voorhees um and who are some of the players that are maybe keeping uh keeping your attention uh in terms of the rookies
1: Um, my biggest takeaway is it's nice to see human beings again. We got to sit in a press room and interview players at a distance. We were masked. They were not, um, it was nice to actually like be able to interact with human beings again, because you do get such a different interaction when you, um, are face-to-face with people. So that was nice. Um, saw Alain Vigneault and Mike Yo, and maybe the back of Michelle Tarian's head, hard to tell, um. Out on the perch while we were in the media room and um yeah it, honestly it was just night, it kind of feels like uh, people are probably gonna get mad that i say this and i've said this quite a few times last year felt like an entire dress rehearsal season like it didn't feel like a real season and you know i went to these last year and participated in some of like doing that even though it wasn't really how it is now or how it normally is um but yeah, it was nice. I think the development camp aspect of these first two, or not development camp, rookie camp, um, me and Ian Le Perry are like, cannot get the wording of these two camps, correct? For the life of us, <laughs> that's okay. Um, I think it's a nice idea because it feels like it gives these players even more of an opportunity to tune up and in the way that the Flyers want them to. Um, Development camp seems like it's a little bit more about like trying to get these guys in the right direction to become NHL ready. And then rookie camp feels a little bit more like, let's see what you can do within the flyer structure and how they want you to do things. And Ian LaPerriere said, he is running the camp according to how Mignot, what he knows about AV and how he likes things done. So that gives you a nice taste of, of the franchise and what the franchise expects from you, which is nice. Um, I think uh, Lizinski Le- looked good. Morgan Frost looks bigger. I mean, he looks good. Wade Allison looks great. I think um, uh, Brian Zanetti looked good. And obviously we heard from Ian Perrier, He had nothing but positive things to say about all of those guys. Um, but I, I was much more keyed in on Cam looked good. Uh, here in New York I was a lot more focused in on Morgan Frost and Wade Allison today I think because that's the um, that seems like it's the two guys who probably have the best chance but need to do a lot of work to break in I think Cam, Cam does too the defensive pairings and tinkering with those is a little bit more of a delicate situation to me than just like You know, if Nick Obey-Cubel doesn't play up to expectations or if they want to scratch Derek Broussard, um, I think there's more movement for those two guys maybe earlier on, so I've kind of been keeping an eye on those two players, Wade and uh, Frost primarily, but, and Wade was great, I know we're going to have Wade's interview later in the day, but Wade's just a guy who seems like he's really great to have in the dressing room. Like he's funny, he was messing around today, hopped in, pretended to be a journalist and asked Morgan Frost a question about beefing up. Um, His work ethic is there, his confidence seems really high. So it will be interesting to see how his body language is now where he's kind of the big man on campus amongst rookies versus when he's the the young guy amongst big dogs. I will be interested to see that. but yeah, I'm just like, I can't get a smile off my face. I'm so elated because I just, I think we both like, we just love being there and really kind of being in it so much. And last year was so hands-off, like, you know, the, the plexiglass between you and the guy you're talking to kind of a vibe. This year feels a lot more like hockey. And we got to catch up with Chuck, Chuck Fletcher a little bit off the record as well. And I don't want to get into anything that he said, just in case he doesn't want us to say anything. But I will say overall, the conversation was very positive, very confident um, about the upcoming season in general and and just the way the NHL is going to run this year. And that was nice to have because last year, Wade Allison said it, last year was weird. Like you didn't know when your season was going to start. You didn't know when your training camp was going to start. You didn't really know what your schedule was going to look like until everybody agreed to doing the schedule the way they did it. Like so many things were up in the air and they weren't. Hammered down right until they started versus this year you knew when development camp was going to be you knew when rookie camp was going to be you know when camp is going to be you know when your first game is going to be you know what your season is going to look like you know what your schedule is going to look like it's just nice like it's nice to feel i say this all the time about college players coming to the nhl it's nice, we all have a body clock and it feels like things are on time they're on time the way they're supposed to be again And that's kind of nice. The predictability of it is enjoyable for me. That's my long spiel
0: for the day. No, uh, perfectly said. I share the same sentiment. It felt great just to see people in person. I mean, even in the interviews with Wade Allison, Morgan Frost, you know, we've seen those kids on Zoom a lot. And you could just tell they were way more personable uh, in person. They felt good to probably see faces. Um, We chatted with Chuck Fletcher a little bit. And he even said, Um, when he's on Zoom, uh, he looks, he's looking at himself. He's looking at himself. He's not seeing someone on the other end asking the question. So just seeing him in person was great. Uh, At one point I was in the media room before things were getting going and Elaine Vigneault walked by and we were catching up with a few people and we didn't see Elaine. And Elaine pounded on the glass and waved to us with a huge smile on his face. (laughs) So it was just great to see Elaine Vigneault up close. Uh, He was actually excited to see us. He had this huge smile, um, even pounded on the glass, like I said, to just to get our attention. So everything just felt much more normal. Um, obviously, it's it's not back to complete normalcy. We're wearing masks um, and, and things are different. But it really felt like, hey, this will be a normal season. And it really sets the stage, Taryn, for the Flyers to, to rebound this year. The pressure is on for them to rebound. Everyone knows what they went through last season. Um, all teams dealt with it, but it was just a very weird, unorthodox year. 56 games, schedule was different. You're playing in a, in a division and against only seven other teams. Uh, this year is normal. Uh, everything is back to normal. 82 games, you're playing West Con- Western Conference, Eastern Conference. You're playing in your regular metropolitan division. Uh, it sets the stage for the Flyers to really answer the bell and, and show – that they're a different team, and that with normalcy, they are hungry and they can be back uh, like a playoff contender and and really meeting the expectations of their fans. Uh, But we are very excited to get into our Wade Allison interview. Taryn sat down with Wade one-on-one via Zoom. We can't wait for that. Uh, We'll get into that. But, yeah, Taryn, I feel like Wade Allison is the guy that, in rookie camp, is probably the closest to the main club's roster, really. I think he has an inside track, but something that caught my eye, he said twice, "It's go time." He said it twice. You can tell he's a motivated guy um, that welcomes competition, welcomes challenges. I think he's going to be a real fun player to watch in preseason games. Um, he's a guy that really catches your eye just in the way that he plays. Um, he really has one speed, and uh, I've, I have a feeling fans should keep an eye on him in camp.
1: Um, I love how much the the "It's go time" really resonated with you, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's the thing that I enjoy is that he's, he, he's like a real, I mean this in the nicest way. He's, he's like a real simple guy about it. It's just keep your head down, work hard. Don't stop till you get to where you're trying to go. Because I had asked him about Chuck Fletcher talking about how difficult it would be to break into the roster this year. And I think on some people that weighs heavy on them, like, oh, I have to break through this wall. I have to jump over this wall every time I ask Wade about it, he just kind of gets a smile on his face and it's, it's kind of like, you know, let's see who tries to stop me kind of that, that attitude. And I don't think it's overzealousness. I don't think it's self-indulgent. I don't think he's overly confident. I just think he welcomes the challenge. And I think he feels as though he's prepared for it. And I think he enjoys the fact that he has to play at the top of his game in order to get to where he's trying to go. I genuinely think he enjoys it. And That's nice to see given this particular situation, because if you're a guy who can't mentally navigate that, you're going to have a really hard time being successful on this team, because we were talking about it in the media room today. And that was one of the things I missed the most is just like the batting around discussions in the media room. Um, There is opportunity to break in, but it's going to be taking a veteran's ice time, which, you know, ways on locker room sometimes, but I think Chuck Fletcher made a a high character locker room dressing room this season, which will help. And I think when you have a guy like Wade, who like he, he wasn't overly touted before his time, it was kind of his, his growth was gradual and where it needed to be. And he's at where he's at at the right time. It feels like for him. So I feel like he went about it the old fashioned kind of respectable way. And he's happy to grab, be one of those blue collar, grab a lunch pail, work kind of guys. So it yeah. should be fun to watch.
0: It absolutely should. And, you know, we've, we've given kudos to Chuck Fletcher for his offseason because uh, he was true to his word. He, he made changes. He created a new look. Um, he knew last season was unacceptable. But one thing I think that really all the changes, uh, what it does is that it really fuels competition. Competition is good. And here you have a really good balance. Of veteran guys and young players, uh, and nothing's really being handed to them. While you you may you maybe can say the veterans have an inside track at, at the job, um, they're going to be pushed and they're going to be um, there's going to be accountability there. You have to play well to stay in the lineup, and you're going to have young kids kind of nipping at their heels. So it has created a new vibe, a new era, a different team, and also a lot of good competition. And that's a good thing. You have guys like Morgan Frost, Cam York. Uh, Igor Zamola, Tanner Lezinski, uh Wade Allison, you have these kids here in rookie camp and they're not guaranteed anything. They're going to have to work for it. And, and on the same token, uh, the veterans are going to have to work for their playing time too. I think that's good. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. So anybody
1: who watches us like on video and they're wondering
0: what I'm doing, this is so exciting. I'm getting
1: all kinds of emails about media day, which is normally like the bane of everyone's existence because it <laughs> starts at 7am and it goes until like four and it's a bunch of just asking. And I'm so excited about it right now. So I apologize. My eyes are darting all over. I'm getting all kinds of emails about media day and it just makes me smile. So it's
0: no, Absolutely. Media day, Taryn, remind people, I believe is on Wednesday. second. 22nd uh and then the first will be on the ice for first day of training camp the following the very next day so that tells you it's exciting Taryn Hatcher's all smiles for that so excited yes but let's get into our interview with Wade Allison Taryn sat down with him one-on-one via zoom great personality reminds me a lot of Scott Hartnell Taryn's partner in crime let's get into that interview
1: All right, Wade, thank you for taking the time to join us today. I guess since we didn't really get to chat with you last year, we'll do a little catch up first and then a look ahead after that. Uh, Looking back on how things went down last year, obviously you get the the call up kind of in in the strangest NHL history season in the history of the entire league, I would say. Um, But what was your biggest takeaway from that time that you had up with the team?
2: Uh, yeah it was just good to uh, good to meet everybody good to get a uh, small sample of, of what the NHL is like how, uh, how cool it really is and uh, just kind of get my feet wet you know um, just gave myself an opportunity each night and uh, yeah I mean it was uh, it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had for sure
1: what was the biggest difference it's probably hard to even answer that question given the weirdness of it all but what was the biggest difference that you noticed because it seemed like physically you came in prepared and a lot of guys who come in out of college come in younger and they they're not even really like physically adults yet it seemed like you came in prepared but what was the biggest difference I guess probably
2: mentally for you um I mean playing against the best players in the world um so that's that's definitely the hardest thing you know I haven't haven't, haven't had an experience like that before. So it was good for me to, to test the waters out and just see how I compare and see, see what I need to work on, where I need to improve myself. Um, and just, just get a feel for it. So, uh, yeah, it, was, it was really cool. I, I enjoyed it a lot.
1: What has this off season looked like for you compared to what you were able to do last year? Has it been quite different or has it been kind of the same? I know some guys had a really, really tough restrictions last year, didn't have quite the same restrictions to deal with this season. I'm wondering, could you tell me what your 2020 offseason looked like and now what your 2021 offseason was?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I spent it in the same spot, um, Mississauga, Ontario, just outside Toronto there. Um, 2020 offseason was long. I uh, was on the ice working out every day for for seven or eight months straight before, uh, before things finally got going. And then unfortunately my ankle kind of gave out on me there a little bit. So I kind of had to reset and regroup, but uh, I was I was able to avoid, not avoid, but just work with the restrictions and stuff like that. And just, I was still able to do everything I needed to. It just, we had to set it up in different ways. You know, I had to be by myself, sometimes wear a mask, do certain things like that. Um, but I mean, they're both very similar. I got in I got in what I needed, worked on what I, what I needed to work on and uh, took care of what needed to, uh, to be better for sure.
1: What was it like coming back to camp for you, at least development camp thus far, given that you have some body of work, some kind of experience, a taste of, you know, really what you're trying to, I, I'm assuming, what you're trying to do, the club you're trying to get back to
2: this season? Yeah, I mean, you just you got to work every day to uh, to give yourself the best opportunity tomorrow. And so now that I've come here, um, I've been here for a while, a number of years. So I know everybody, and so it's it's easier for me to come in and, and help the young guys out because a lot of them come in and I remember being that new guy that you're kind of uncomfortable. You know, you don't really know everybody. You kind of have to to feel your way out. And so for for me to reach out to those young guys and just hey man, how are you doing? You know, how's uh, how's your mental? How uh, how are you how are you enjoying camp um, just just try and help the young guys out you know that's that's what I have tried to help out a lot with because I remember being there not too long ago and I remember what that feeling is like so uh, any help you can get is uh, is awesome
1: okay I know the politically correct answer to this next question I'm gonna ask but genuinely if you can give me an honor an honest answer to this, would appreciate it, but if you give me the hockey answer, I'll, I'll accept it. I've been doing this for a while, so I, I know how it goes. But what is the thought process for a guy like you who a lot of a lot of Flyers fans, a lot of people around the city, a lot of people from the organization even, seem to be very excited about what you can do with this team and battling for this roster spot. What's the mentality for you, though, as you see Chuck bring in a lot of talented guys and you know that that roster spot becomes probably – even more of a battle. How do you negotiate that in your mind? Cause I would assume you want the team to be as good as it possibly can. Last year was a difficult year for everybody, but it does, it does probably make it a little bit more competitive for someone like you, who a lot of people are hoping make that the big club roster full time next season.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's uh, something my mind definitely wanders to every once in a while, but I try and cut that off because I try not to think about the future too much. Cause that's, that's where anxiety kicks in. And, and stuff like that so I just try and work hard today you know do everything I can today fix all my weaknesses so at the end of the at the end of the day it doesn't matter who they are bringing in I've done a good enough job where they they say hey, we need this guy this guy's going to help us move forward so I just try and work work and focus on myself and take care of what I need to take care of and I just let uh let the rest take care of itself yeah. What
1: what you like know. about what you were able to do last year no I appreciate it that was I was a little bit like, see how this one goes uh, <laughs> uh, what was your what was your takeaway from how your game looked last year at the NHL level and what would you like it to be this coming season what was the number one thing you were like I would like to get more comfortable in this or better at that
2: um, just understanding the speed yeah um, Puck protection, not not putting the puck in situations where the other team can poke it off, because obviously you're playing against the best players in the world. So they'll just say thank you very much and take that from you. So uh, just playing with detail, doing the simple things, you know, um, doing the simple things right, doing them right every time, and not taking any shortcuts, and just uh, just putting putting forward a hundred percent effort and just letting the rest take care of itself.
1: And then I I know you have a small sample size but what was the energy kind of around the team last year? Because at the point that you were brought up, things were pretty doomy and gloomy over there in terms of the outlook of the season and the postseason, all of that, uh, versus now feels like an entirely different team from the outside.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's completely different energy now. Everybody's excited. Everybody's happy to be here. Everybody's looking forward to, uh, what the Flyers can do this year so uh it's exciting you know I would uh I'm, I'm working as hard as I can to uh to hopefully make the uh to make the team and uh do everything I can to help you know the uh the energy last year wasn't quite where it should have been you know at the end of the year when you're not in playoffs it's tough it beats you down mentally you know it takes takes a lot out of you especially when you when you do your best and you still come up short you know that's that's hard on you mentally, it, it drains on you. And when it happens over and over again, you know, the, the small bounces, the little stuff tends not to go your way. And uh, so I, I think it's gonna be completely different this year. I think the Flyers are gonna be a, uh, a team to look out for. I think uh, I think they're gonna surprise a lot of people this year on, on how good they are.
1: And then last question for me, uh, kind of a lighter one, a bit of a switch up here. It's been a lot of talk about your hair. Um, are you surprised at all <laughs> how much attention Your flow has gotten now that also it seems like the um, collection of strawberry blondes on flyers is just never ending. We have an incredibly ginger crew and uh, your hair became a a weirdly kind of a big talking (laughs) point last year and even at development camp this season.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I shaved my head just about uh, 20 months ago. I was uh, I shaved it with a three razor. And I haven't touched it since I just put a hat on every day. And I don't know, that's kind of a staple. It's, uh, it, it, it's hair. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's, uh, it's bright orange. It's, it's hard to miss, you know, uh, it's good to, it's good to have a bunch of other gingers around me. You know it's, uh, it makes me feel more comfortable, but, uh, no, it's, uh, it's been good it's it's just hair it's just it's whatever it is so weird
1: people people tweet about it they talk about it all the time I'm just like of all the things this kid's doing right now it's the curly ginger hair that none of you guys can get by but it's working for you if you shave it again Flyers fans might lose it though so you gotta keep it now
2: well, I guess if everybody likes it, I might as well keep it. There's, uh, there's no reason to cut it again. <laughs> See how long we can get it, maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah. just grow it all the way down the back. All right, we thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you giving us the time.
2: Thanks, Darren. I appreciate it. Okay, it's
0: time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. That was Taryn Hatcher and Wade Allison. Great interview. Loved it. Ton of personality in Wade Allison. He really does remind me of Scott Hartnell. Taryn, what were some of your biggest takeaways from sitting down with Wade?
1: Um I think just I, I was impressed by his play last year. So I'm I'm already kind of in a have a positive disposition when it comes to Wade in general. I was impressed both by how he played and kind of the um unimpressed attitude he seemed to have toward toward himself last year. I will say the thing that really impressed me, and I know like really old school hockey fans will say, you know, who cares about that was his personality. Those that's important in a locker room, especially in a long season. um, Things don't go right. When you can have a young guy who can joke around with the other young guys and has a good personality, it can be a little self-deprecating, can can make somebody else laugh. I mean, we saw the importance of, of Kevin Hayes in the 2019, 2020 season and I've said it before and and Ian Perrier said it all the time you have to have a guy in the locker room like that who can remind you it's just hockey it should be light it should be fun and yet, it's not fun when you're losing but to wallow in your own pity doesn't really get you anywhere um Wade has just it seems like a great personality he's a great character on top of being a very solid hockey player who I think I will go so far as to say, and it's probably recency bias because we just talked to him and, and he's always good interview and that's really the the key to most of us, but um, I wouldn't be shocked if Wade is up with the Flyers more than he's down and if he's in the lineup more than he's scratched. I just think he he seems to have put a lot of pieces together last year even, and I mean we'll see what happens during camp, it's probably way too early for me to even say that, but once he's playing with the big boys i'll be interested to see how he looks but he just looks big he looks confident he looks relaxed the body language is great when he's playing out there with the rookies um he's, he seems like a guy who's playing with hunger but not looking over his shoulder which is probably the best approach you can have is a guy who's on the bubble uh ian Perrier is really high on him flyers seem to be incredibly high on him and you know like we were joking with them at the end of the interview. Nothing like adding another ginger to that orange locker room, you know. It's just it's really amazing how the Flyers seem to find every strawberry blonde to bright red headed player that they can and just plug them right in. They just
0: fit right in, they truly do. It's like it's like uncanny, but uh, yeah, fun guy. He has that blend of lunch pail, Philly to him, and also. Uh, offensive skill, a guy that can shoot and score. Should be a fun guy to follow. We will follow rookie camp and training camp much more closer as it continues, and we'll bring all of it to you, Flyers fans. But Taryn Hatcher, as always, thank you so much. I love the interview with Wade, and we'll have more interviews with Taryn as well uh, for the Flyers Talk podcast. A special thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast guru. And Flyers fans, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by great railing wherever you get your podcast please rate and subscribe and we cannot wait to talk to you next time